Hey, my name is PJ Nolan. I'm the lead pastor of Collective Church. We are a community of real people in Saline County, Arkansas, seeking to know God and to make Him known. We hope as you visit our podcast that you will find the messages inspiring, practical, but most importantly, biblical. So, now we can kind of get into this morning. Hey, can I be honest with y'all this morning? Is that cool with y'all? Man, I had a rough week. Had a rough week. Had a lot of really just things that happened that I wasn't prepared for that I, I really didn't see coming. Can anybody, can anybody raise a hand saying amen to that? Hey, I want you to know as one of your pastors, and by the way, if, this is, if you're visiting with us, I'm, I'm Shane, I'm the student pastor here, uh, but we, we are not uh, perfect, and we definitely go through our own trials and tribulations as well, and so, hey, I get it. I sympathize with you uh, this morning if you've had a rough week. I get it. It's, been, it's just been one of those weeks that you really just want to kind of put behind you, but here's the deal. Uh, by going through this study, of hearing God, even when we feel like God is so far away, he's still in the midst of all of our angst and worry. Isn't that a joy that you have this morning that no matter what you can hear from God, whether you're in the valley of life, whether you are deep down and living in destruction, or you can also hear from God continuously as you climb that mountaintop toward him. That's how good our Father is. That's how good our Savior is. And that's how good the grace of Jesus is this morning. And so we're gonna, we're gonna look very quickly in, uh, in, some different, in some different passages of Scripture as we continue on in this study of hearing God, a study on the Bible. We really thought that this would be a really, really awesome way to just kick off the year of really having a good understanding of, man, how do we hear from God? How is it that I can hear God? Because so, I'll be honest, in my young, young uh, time in, uh, as, as being a Christian, growing up as a teenager, I was always really frustrated because I wanted to hear from God, but I didn't quite fully understand what that meant and how God communicates with us. And so we wanna be really clear on how God specifically communicates, but how he communicates through the Bible, right? How God communicates through the Bible. So that's what we're gonna look at this morning. Uh, if you want to, uh, here's the key point for today, because here's the deal. We all deal with different things that go on in our life and none of us have walked into this place perfect or righteous, right? None of us have done that. The Bible says we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And so what do we need? We need something to illuminate our path. We need something that gives us moral standard, that communicates with us, that is setting the standard. And can I tell you this morning, God has offered that, his word, the Bible. He's offered that to us this morning. So the key point this morning is this, God's holy and righteous word is the only illumination of our own fleshly deception. Now, I know that there's some, there's some like, whoo, and then lows, right, with that, with that statement, right? They're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Oh, man, yeah. Because let's, let's be honest, right? Our own deceptions are what got us in trouble in the beginning, that got us in trouble to begin with. It's our own deception, our own thing that we wanted to do on our own 
even back toward the garden and even as we go through our day-to-day life today. What gets us in trouble is our own desires and flesh, right? So what do we need? We need something to illuminate that darkness and it's from the communication of the word of God. Now, there's some different things that we see here that we're gonna walk through. So we got about four things we're gonna look at this morning very quickly. So, hey, can you lean in with me for about 15, 20 minutes? We're gonna, we're gonna go through this. We're gonna look how the word of God communicates with us, not just then, not just today, but how God communicates with his people today. The first thing we're gonna look at today is the, rele- uh, the revelation of the Bible. God chooses to make himself known to us. Amen? Are y'all excited about that this morning? You see, because God, what he could have done is like, well, good luck, you guys, you messed up, but I'm not gonna give you anything to help illuminate your path or to get you going in the right direction. I'm just gonna let you try to figure it out on your own. No, our God, what has he done? He's made himself known to us. Look at what Romans eleven thirty three and 34 says. It says, oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? Yeah, so when we look at that and we start thinking about God wants to make himself known to us, we don't make ourselves known to God. He makes himself known to you, right? It's not the other way around. God makes himself known to you. Even for you to receive that salvation, he's going to convict you. He's gonna come upon you. He's going to make himself known to you. You with me this morning, church? I know it's cold, but we're gonna have to get a little bit more fired up because I'm telling you, the Bible wants to do something in this place this morning. And I love how this scripture really sets the tone. Oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. And then it ends it of who can possibly give him advice? Aren't you glad this morning as the the word of God communicates to us this morning, as he makes himself known to us this morning, we don't have to worry about any other thing that could possibly be above the word of God. He sets the tone. He sets it. He sets the bar. He sets everything in motion. Why? Because he wants to make himself known to you. How intimate communication the Bible can give to you. The Lord makes himself known to us through uh, the world, everything in it, everything that you see. He created it all and he's making himself known over and over again. Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians 2.14. It says, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Let's, let's, let's pause here for a moment, right? Let's pause here for a moment because so many times we get frustrated uh, with the people that are around us that are just acting in such ungodly ways. It's like, man, this world is so terrible. It's awful. And we wonder why. It's because obviously they're not communicating and they're not being made known to God, right? So, so as, we, as we look at this, Listen to how the, the scripture calls it. It all sounds what to them? Foolish. How, how, how often do we see that today? Oh, that's nothing but fairy tales. 
They can't comprehend it. They can't understand it. People who don't know the Lord, it sounds foolish to them. And so what do they do? They try to, they try to uh, manipulate the truth for you to let you know, well, those morals are okay, okay? And if you wanna live by that, that's great. Those morals are fine. But that, the rest of that stuff, that's just, that's just stories. We don't even really know if they're true or not. That's not where we're at this morning. That's not where we're at this morning because we know why. Not because of our own accord, not because we're such great and mighty and awesome, knowledgeable people, right? I know some of you are very smart, okay? It's not what I'm saying, okay? But listen, what does it say? It says, uh, it all sounds foolish to them, but uh, for those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Why? Because you've received the Spirit. You've received it. So, so you've received it, you've felt the conviction, and you've turned your life to Christ, and now it makes sense. It makes more and more sense. That, you know what that's called? Sanctification. That's a big word of, man, you're growing with the Lord. You're growing with the Lord. Why? Because what may have seemed foolish to you as a teenager like me of like, how do I hear from God? As I grow in Christ, I grow in his love and his grace, it all makes more and more sense. Why? Because the spirit and God is making himself known to me. Second thing we wanna look at this morning, the inspiration of the Bible. God's words are found in the Bible, okay? Listen to what Exodus 4, 5 says, talk to him and put words in his mouth and I will be both uh, of you uh, as you speak, and I will instruct you both in what you do. Now, this is God talking to Moses and Aaron. He's preparing them. He's saying, listen to me. I'm going to speak for you. I'm going to be with you. So God is the inspiration behind what happens there. And guess what? We hear it all the time. Who doesn't change? God doesn't change. The Spirit is still working in the same way, in the same light, and in the same uh, place for you and I today. He's still speaking through the words found in the Bible, he is walking us through. He's taking us by the hand and he is saying, hey, listen, I will instruct you in the way that you should go. So what does that mean? It means this, it, what, the, what the point says, is the inspiration of the Bible. Where's it inspired from? The spirit, where you're being led from, who's leading you, what are you allowing to lead you? And in this way, remember the context in this is, I don't know if I wanna go and do that, Lord. <laughs> That's okay. I'm gonna be with you. I'm gonna speak through you. I'm gonna be there and instruct you. And so real quickly, we'll move on to one of the, the ones I'm really excited about, right? Not only is it inspired, not only do we have inspiration and in that God wants to speak his word through us, through his word, but the illumination of the Bible. So there's a couple of different things here we're gonna walk through, okay? You have the process of illumination. So what does that look like? Well, 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 16 says this. So bear with me on this one. It says, this is what the scripture means when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. Did you catch that? But it was to us that God revealed these things 
by his spirit. He's the one that has illuminated it. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thought except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit. So we know, we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you these things, we must not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by who? The Spirit. Using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths, right? But people who aren't, or excuse me, people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. And again, it sounds what? Foolish. There's that context. It sounds foolish to them. They don't understand it. So where does it come from? It all comes from the, from the Spirit. And here's the thing. So, so often, I want to just pause on this for, my, for a moment because we, we really try to like toe a line right here. And I want to be really vulnerable with y'all this morning, okay? Listen to me. You can't have God the Father and, 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 and Jesus the Son and be done. That is not the way it was meant to be. But so often we run, we hide, and we tiptoe around this idea of the Holy Spirit, how he connects to us, and how he gives us wisdom today. And listen to me, Baptists, we're the worst at it. We're afraid of it. Why? Because, because it was just, you know, it's been ran over or because some, some other uh, people started using it in a bad way. Listen, whatever, okay? We gotta get over that. We gotta, we gotta understand that, listen, God the Father is just as important as the Spirit. And the Spirit is just as important as Jesus. And listen to you, listen to me. Jesus is the one who said, I'm sending to you an authority that will be with you for this age. He's talking about the Spirit. And so here's the thing. If we let the Spirit, if we don't, uh, if we just push the Spirit aside and we say, we're all about the Father and we're all about the Son, but we don't let the Spirit communicate, then we're in trouble. Now, here's what, not what I'm saying. The Lord is not giving new revelation today, okay? It's not happening. That's not happening today. But that conviction you feel, that's the Spirit telling you of things that are going on in your life that you may need to fix, that you may need to, that you may need to work on. He's illuminating those things in your life today. Now, how do you apply that? How do you put application toward it? First John 2.20 says this, but you are not like that. The Holy One has given you His Spirit and all of you know the truth. Through what? The Spirit. The Spirit, right? So we have, we have the word of God and we're reading, we're reading it and we're reading it. But if we're just reading it for knowledge standpoint and we're not allowing the spirit to work through us, there's no application. It's just illumination of what's wrong. Okay, I understand that's wrong, but how do I, how do I put that into practice? How do, I, how do I take the illumination of the Bible, how it reveals to me of where I'm at fault and how do I actually put it into practice this morning? Uh, it's through the Spirit, it's through your prayer, it's through you taking action to finally say, okay, lead, lead me in the way that you want me to go today. And we're gonna get to that here in just a moment. We're gonna be able to 
have some time for us to pray this morning. I'm really looking forward to this, this time that we have. Uh, of course, you've seen the tables up here, and we're going to get to that in just a moment. But there's one more, there's one more thing I really want us to look at uh, this morning as we talk about uh, the inspiration and communication of the Word uh, or of the Bible, and that's the interpretation of the Bible. Okay, how the Bible communicates with us this morning, and there's really kind of there's there's three steps that we're going to look at. Three steps that we're going to look at this morning. Interpreting the Bible happens in steps. Step one. What is it? Read the Bible. <laughs> Listen, I've been a student pastor for a long time, and what's, what's the excuse I get more, more times than not? I just don't like to read, right? Any, any non-readers today, you don't like to read, you don't raise your hand because I'm going to call you out, okay? You say you don't like to read. You say you don't like to read, but, but there's, there's, there's a lot of text messages that come through. You read a lot of emails, Right, you're probably reading and scrolling some Facebook notifications, probably just a little bit of Instagram, right? So there's, there, is, there is some communication there. And hey, you know what's cool about technology today? There's a lot of different ways for us to communicate and hear from the Word of God this, in, these, in this time. Uh, sometimes I'm just riding and I just have, I just have the Bible playing on my, on my speakers or my headphones sometimes. Like there's different ways. So really what I'm saying is we have to read the Bible, that is how God speaks to us. Yes, the Spirit of the Lord directs us and communicates with us. That is, there is no doubt about it. But if we don't open up the Word of God and we don't read it, that's the first process to interpreting the Bible. You have to read it. And that's where it first starts. And so, so many times, you know, we, we, get, we get lost in this. We get, we get lost in track because we don't, we just don't like to read. We don't like to do, listen to me. That this is the only way to learn and be illuminated by the Spirit is to get into the Word of God. It's not going to just happen on accident by you watching and listening to others talk about the Bible. Talking about the Bible will only get you so far. Actually reading it, studying it, and letting God lead and guide you as you read, that is reading the Bible and letting the Spirit work in you as you read. Step two, ask questions. Oh, but I mean, I've been a Christian for 40 years. It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for one day, 40 years, 80 years, ask questions. One of the biggest things we always run into, and again, I know uh, student ministry, once again, you know, well, where did God come from? Uh, hey, I, 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 I'm that youth pastor. I want to answer those questions. Fires me up. So students in the room, you got questions. I promise you, I don't have all the answers and I'm never going to pretend to have all the answers, but I know what? I know that some answers can be found here. And, and your answers, your questions that you have, whether you're a teenager in the room, whether you're an adult in the room, whether you're a parent or a grandparent in the room, if you have questions, stop sitting on them and ask them. Because, once again, pride. Pride. Don't let pride become a stronghold that the enemy uses to stop your flow and your sanctification and your walk with Christ. Don't let pride do that. So one, you gotta get into the word. You gotta read the word of God. You gotta be inspired. You gotta let the spirit work in your life. And you have to ask questions. That's what and how we learn. Very important last step. And this is something that's very important. Look for Jesus. 
You want, you want to know, you, you remember that cross-reference that PJ had on the screen last week of all those different things that uh, were cross-references throughout Scripture and how all of it connected on, uh, uh, it's three different continents, 40 authors, 66 books, over 1,500 years. All of that stuff is an amazing accomplishment. But what's even more amazing of an accomplishment is all of that is pointing to one thing, Jesus. You can see Jesus in Genesis. You can see Jesus in Revelation. You can see Jesus in the epistles. You can see him in the poetry of the Old Testament historical books. You see Jesus throughout all of scripture and through all of time when it comes to God. Why? Because you have God the Father who's the creator. You have Jesus Christ the Son who gives us grace and you have the Spirit of God today that leads you in everlasting so today, Marianne's going to make her way. We're going to have a we're going to have a really cool opportunity this morning to kind of put this stuff into practice. Okay, so last week we we started talking about the seventy two hour Bible read and this fasting that we're going to be doing here at the church coming up uh, real soon. Seventy two straight hours of us reading the Word of God and listen to me. This is what that's going to look like. There's going to be a station in here. Okay. And for 72 straight hours, our church family is going to read out and communicate out loud among the seats, among our building, His Word. That could be you, you or you or you, myself. It's gonna take everybody to do that. And we have, we have silence for that. But I want you to think, just, just pause for a moment and let's not even worry about who's gonna, who's gonna read at four o'clock in the morning. Who's gonna read at, at three o'clock in the afternoon when everybody's at work. Stop worrying about that and, and think about, think about the implications of what we're doing. Think about the communication that we're talking about. God's communication with his people. Man, what a way to go in to what God's vision for our church is for 2024 and beyond. Thanks again for visiting the Collective Church Podcast. We hope you found the message to be practical, inspiring, and biblical. And by the way, if you're interested in learning more about Collective Church, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you enjoyed the message, hit the subscribe button. And if you'd be willing to, hit share and help us spread the word about Collective Church.